Happy Thursday, everybody. This is Hadley, and I am here with those great and wonderful um, sexy men from Watch and Weird, Mr. Rich Restucci and Alan Gamboa. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Watch where you're poking. Wow. <laughs> Don't make the noise like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> <I'll wiggle. laughs> well, the infamous Scott Baker is on tour this week. <laughs> I believe he's at AuthorCon. So if anyone out there is in the neighborhood, be sure to go by and see him and many of our wonderful friends from over at um, Horror Writers Inc. And I think Jay Brower, I think I saw where he was on his way. Yeah. Uh, I forgot who else is going, but I know those two are. Yeah, I, I didn't know anybody else that was going. But yeah, I didn't know Jay was going. Hey, Mike Lewis is in the house. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. All right. Well, I'm gonna this, go ahead and put it out there. This week sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I didn't. I don't. Well, that's okay. That's what. Uh, that's what makes this fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dragged yeah. Across Concrete was my... I had wanted to see it. I'd heard really good reviews about it. And it is... Um, it takes a long time to get to where you're hooked. But once you're hooked, I think that, you know, you want to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. So. Do you want, you want to introduce that one, Hadley? Sure. Um, I'm not very well prepared, but I'll, I will do it for sure. So um, it stars Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn and Don Johnson's in it and a number of other people who I can't think of. But um, pretty much it's the repertoire between the cops, which would be Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson, which I really liked. I liked to watch them playing off of each other. And I know that it was very, like, um, deadpan, but, man, it kind of showed some Mel Gibson versatility. You know, he usually plays a much more animated and um, enthusiastic actor. <laughs> And he was just so like even kill on this. I just really liked it. And I love Vince Vaughn and pretty much everything. So it was a good one for me um, on some levels. On others, like I said, it took a long time to to get off the mark. But what do you think, Alan? Well, yeah, because Rich has a different take on it. So hey, Ash, hey, Landa. Uh, hey guys. This one it took a few. It took about twenty minutes to get it going. Um, and it's got like all kinds of people in this movie and they're holding up, uh, uh, I can't think of the actor's name, but I think he was in, um, Resident Evil. I think he played one of the Tory Kittles, Tory Kittles. He was in true detective. Um, Michael J. White. Michael Jai White, yeah. Jai White, yeah. <laughs> Different role, because usually he's the lead action hero in that one. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. This one, it was, it was trying to be like a Tarantino flick uh, with the dialogue. It had some good dialogue in it. Some not-so-good dialogue, but it had some good dialogue in it. 
it really built up the characters in it. You know, you really got the the cops weren't just bad guy, good guys. You know, there was there was more to them. The bad guys had more to them, except for the, except for the ones that they were trying to rob. Those guys were like a mystery. You didn't really know what was going on with those guys. You know? Yeah, and that was like that's kind of the hook where it got me was I, I was waiting to see how all the pieces were going to fit. Yeah. Because I just didn't see how they were going to do it. And it, it ended up working. It also had um, Jennifer Carpenter in it, which I recognized her from Dexter. Right. If yeah. you briefly, yeah. Yeah, you got to, they build her character up and then, but it's still the way, well, this was written by the guy that did uh, Brawl and Cell Block 9, I think, with Vince Vaughn. If you've ever seen that movie, it's like the, the grindhousiest B movie. I mean, you know the bloody parts in this, that whole movie, Cell uh, Brawl and Cell Brock Nine, is just a continuous bloody, and it ends like this movie, and um, and he did Bone Tomahawk too, which Bone Tomahawk, oh, that's a good, it's a good movie, but it's a, it is, it's a downer, you know, yeah, for, sure, for yeah. but well, this, this, one, kinda, this one was kind of morose. I mean, it you know it had some really tough subject matter. That was playing out in the characters' lives. Yeah. Um, you had, and I'm, I'm going to spoil this for whoever. Sorry, guys. Um, it had Jennifer Carpenter, who she's works at a bank and she has postpartum depression, and her husband is physically making her leave the house because she has not left the house since the baby's born. So, like Alan said, you think it's, she's going to be a big part of it. Well. Her big part is she gets kidnapped by the bank robbers. No, she doesn't. It wasn't her. No, no, oh, no. She no. Gets absolutely shot in the face. Yeah, blow her hands off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blow. She got very dead inside the bank. And she's holding the baby's booty. Yeah. Blood. Oh, yeah. He's my name. My kid's name. Will you make sure he gets this? My kid's name is whatever it was, and they're like, "Yeah, you're dead." Yeah. It, I must have blinked and missed that. Oh yeah, you had to blink because it was quick. It was just like, where where'd she go? You know, they brought her in for five minutes and they build up her character. And I, I, I got up to get a beer and I came back and I'm like, what? She's dead? <laughs> what? So I had to rewind it and I'm like, she's very dead. They yeah. didn't kill the fighter. Yeah. So. Yeah. And did you know? Did you recognize Lori Holden? Yeah, I okay. did. She, yeah, she was. She had MS in the movie. I thought she got shot because she was a cop, you know, and, and that's why that's what she I, was talking like that. She had MS. So that's that was, what I, and, it, and what I liked is it had their daughter li actually liked her parents. Yeah. In the, yeah. Well, and I, I liked that. And, and that was, again, it's another piece of it was that Mel Gibson's wife is a, reti I guess, retired police officer mm -hmm. because she has a medical issue. Which was it Parkinson's or MS? It was it was something. Amen. And yeah. then you have the daughter is being bullied and to the extreme bullied um, around the neighborhood. And they're a white family in an urban um, area, and so she's being you know threatened, and they're kind of scared that she's going to end up being raped. So they're wanting to get out of the neighborhood, but they don't make enough money. Right. And and that to me that that kind of like for an LA cop they make good money. 
it that, so that part was kind of like nah, you know unless you had to live in a radius you know where you have to live in a you know 15 20 miles within your, your where you're working you know but they make good money um but yeah that that was it, it's 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 a it's a bigger movie than you think it is and vince vaughn is great and that dude's huge so it does take a minute to i'm sorry are you, st- are you done oh i was gonna say a buddy of my uh actually a guy i work with he met vince vaughn back in the 90s and he's six one and vince six five how tall are you rich i'm six four six four yeah. today i'll be six five tomorrow you guys are huge yeah. <laughs> you guys are huge. but when he's laying there with the sniper rifle it's yeah. like holy crap there's no room <laughs> but the blood I mean, it was extreme gore in this. When they're cutting through that one guy's stomach to get the key to the car, that was, that was pretty gross. Pretty vicious. Yeah, it, was. So it, it had a lot going for it. it. It just took a while to go, and some of it was weird. Like the Jennifer Carper, Carpenter part was odd. The crazy guys in the armored car, the part where they were just killing people at you know, it showed a little like they're yeah. yeah. So I mean, it it was it was crazy, but I I enjoyed. It. I don't know if I'd watch it again, but I actually kind of liked it. So like like you said, it, uh, it it took a minute to get into. Alexa, how long was the film dragged across concrete? <laughs> Three hours and fifty minutes. No, she's not going to answer me. So if it was like an hour and forty-seven minutes, it took me an hour and forty-seven minutes to get into it. This movie <laughs> sucked. It was just not good. It was this deadpan, it wasn't even humor. It was just this deadpan talk. I don't know if you noticed, but there's no friggin' music in the movie either. And it's just these these two cops who I really wanted to have, I mean, they had a good rapport, but I wanted them to, to get more into, you know, the funny stuff. Or like, I see Mel Gibson as a cop with another dude, and I'm like, leave the weapon, it's gonna be funny. <laughs> Not funny. There's very few funny parts. There's a couple of yeah, okay, that was cool. But overall, this thing is so slow, I just sat there like this. I actually, I got up to get a drink. I came back, and the best part of the movie, was, which was four seconds, was over, which was <laughs> when um, they're robbing the bank. It's kind of a heist movie. These two cops get suspended for being rough on a drug dealer, uh, and they're like, yeah, we can't survive on this. Let's go do crimes, bro. And so they, they go do crimes, and the crimes that they're doing is to steal the, the the take from these bank robbers. But what they don't know is that these bank these bank robbers are these vicious friggin' ex military bastards, and it it doesn't go their way. Uh, it doesn't go anybody's way, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Skittles, it goes his way. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Corey Kittles. Kittles, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Skittles is the only winner here. Um, well, I guess the wife and daughter are winners too. But yeah, it's for me. This is not a movie I will ever watch again. And I and I know that this is the type of movie that everybody else in the world will like. It's just that me, it was not for me. Um, I think, I think I, I'm going to say. Go I'm going to say that I think that you're probably. Speaking for a large part of the people who saw this movie. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I would actually recommend this movie, even though I didn't like it. 
because I think a lot of people will like it. Um, it's just I'm overly picky when it comes to this type of movie. And it just, it wasn't what I wanted. And I understand that that's kind of on me. But still, it was so goddamn slow that somebody needed a slap. So and that's, that's where I'm going to stand on this one. I will give you it was slow. It took me a while to get into it. But once it got going, you know, I I, I really liked it. I like the rapport between Gibson and Vaughn. I did too, Alan. Um, but there, like I said, there was a lot of pieces in this that made it, by the way, it was two hours and 39 minutes is how long it was. Oh, damn. <laughs> two hours and 39 minutes, too long. But um, but there were a lot, like I said, there were a lot of pieces. Um, like, again, going back to the Mel Gibson character, he's kind of, he's close to retiring. He hasn't done that well. You know, he's still being partnered with guys that are 20 years younger than him. You know, he's got a sick wife, which is where his money's going, Alan. <clears throat> That's why they're living uh, where they're at because she can't work. He's having to, you know. I was thinking he should retire and then move somewhere else and get a part-time job, you know. <laughs> you know. He should be a security guard in Nevada. There you go. There's this golf course I know. There's a, there's a random um, pooping problem with yeah, the there's a, yeah, the, the, uh, the phantom pooper is there. He there you go. Fix that up for some people. And nobody hey. got but yeah. you had you had the Vince Vaughn character who is you know he's he's met this woman he wants to get married he's wanting to have this great life with her she's a, a cut above him and you know he's wanting to buy her an engagement ring that's worthy of her in his in his estimate and then you have the the guy that's just got out of prison and he he comes home and his mom's like turning tricks with his brother who is an invalid um, in a wheelchair in the next room and he's like throws a fit. So he's involved in the heist because he wants to rescue his family out of this, the dire situation they're in. So everyone has a story and everyone's got, you know, well, except for the bad guys, well, we don't really know their story, but, um, but there are so many characters in it that did have a, a backstory that was interesting to see where it was going to come together. So it had a lot of potential, and the acting was phenomenal, but the story was just, the pieces just didn't come together like I was hoping. I, I can see that bouncing around in Rich's head right now. <laughs> yeah, I got a story. Nobody wants to hear my story. Right? I'm, my story's boring, just like these guys. I, I, I don't get it. I, it just... So some of the banter, like, they would go off and talk to each other, and they would use these like Mel Gibson would use these, you know, 50 cent words. And I thought that was going to actually go someplace, but it never did. It just stagnated. And I, I, I wanted to hear more of that. You know, okay. I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that. But. Here's a, here's something that caught me. I don't know if, if anybody else caught it. He, Mel Gibson puts that mask on. Right. And he goes, we're just here for the bullion. Yeah. And yeah. what was the other part? Uh, there was another part. Oh, just walk away. And I'm thinking, is that Mad Matt? Are they doing a, a Road Warrior, you know? I don't know. Because you put I that on. Think of that, actually. That makes yeah. this whole movie fantastic now. What was there you go. Alan <laughs> Bowie, you just fixed everything. <laughs> Holy Christ. That's what I'm here for, brother. I'm here to 
<laughs> to help you through these movies you hate. <laughs> well, what the hell was somebody turned on a vacuum? Was there that was a tornado? Something was that. Yeah, that. It's that's wild. my that's my um microphone on my headphones. She's dragging something across. I know, right? She's I'm dragging, dragging something, something across, across concrete. concrete. Oh, yeah. And Ashwell says uh, Dinner Thieves was awesome. Yeah, well, that was a better oh, movie. Yeah. yeah, it was much better, but this is the one we watched. So. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't watch movie number two. <laughs> Kilo 2 Bravo, FYI, is um, an English movie, but. I could not understand a word they said. I understood antibiotics. That was about 20 minutes in, and I said, I've, I'm sorry, Mr. Gamboa, I can't watch your movie this week. Well, let, let's, rank, let's rank Dragon Cross Concrete, then I'll, I'll, we'll get into mine, and you guys can snark it up. You two can snark it up. What do you give this, Hadley? I'm going to give it a three. All right. Rich? Uh, I will give this a... 1.9 because it's not too worthy. <laughs> Maybe not. I'll give, I'll give it a three because uh, I won't watch it again. That's, you know, almost three hours of my life that, you know, I'd, I'd rather watch uh, Thanksgiving four. <laughs> but I do recommend it. I do recommend it. And it's good to see Don Johnson in something. You never, I mean, you don't see him much anymore, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was good. Yeah. All right. Bravo, two kilo is the movie I picked. It's an it's an English movie. It's uh, a true story about I think it's eighth para. Um, they're out in Afghanistan and they trip into a minefield. One of them get one of them. There's an explosion. One of them gets wounded. The rest of the troops respond, and it's just a cluster after that. It's just one explosion after another. Helicopters coming in, big helicopters coming in, too big to land, and and throwing the rocks up and and setting off the mines and and guys stepping setting off the mine. Just it's to me, it was really uh, intense, and I watched it with uh, subtitles so it, you could read the you know the dialogue because I couldn't understand. I'm like you. You too. I couldn't understand a lot of what they said because they used a lot of the slang and and the uh, accents were really thick. And then you had some Scottish guys and and they've got their really thick accents, you know. But it was it was intense. It was the rescue of I think like four or five of them that were wounded by these mines. And it's a true story. And at the end of the movie, it shows what happens to to uh, the soldiers. There is really intense. I it's one of my top ten. I think War Flicks. Well, I was really looking forward to watching it. So I have to say I was disappointed because it is, it's a, it's a based on actual events that did happen. Yeah. And um, it's not often that we, well, I'm sure y'all probably do more than me, but it's not often that I find a foreign war movie that's taking place in modern times that, you know, I might want to watch. But I could not understand a freaking word. I heard antibiotics at one point and that was it. And I was like, I just don't know that I can do this for two hours. And so I, I've just 
Rich was um, giving some feedback about his thoughts on it, and I just decided, well, I'm not even going to bother. So, um, when it comes, it's on Tubi currently, and when it gets on to another thing that I can watch it with subtitles, I plan on watching it. Yeah, watch it definitely with subtitles, because it's a whole different Because I tried to watch it once without subtitles, I'm like, I'm just lost in what they're saying, you know? Yeah. There's so Ugh. much... Their, their military jargon that they use, you know, and you're just like, what? what? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's very, it's totally foreign. I do better with like Chinese subtitles, believe it or not. <laughs> and um, and it was just, it wasn't enjoyable. I mean, you just you couldn't grasp on enough to get what was happening. Yeah, and actually, there's a couple guys in the dome that served with some of those guys so that's kind of kind of neat but rich so my superhero power is knowing when they use fake dinosaurs in movies but <laughs> after that it would be being able to understand people so i was okay with that it was um i understand people who who are speaking english not american i was okay i was able to figure that out i mean most of it it, it was some of it was tricky um, this is the best movie that I didn't watch. It was really well acted. The scenery is just, it's just bleak because it's, you know, desert scrub Afghanistan. So the cinematography was great. Um, I didn't finish this movie. I turned it off because to me, this was a goddamn torture movie is what it was. It was a group of guys. I thought it was going to be a group of guys fending off, you know, an Afghani, you know, insurgent attack. That is not what it is. It's it's they're on patrol. Couple three guys are on patrol, and they walk into a minefield. Bada boom! One guy gets he gets his legs blown off, and it is extremely graphic. Now me, I don't mind a zombie coming in and ripping some dude apart and then chewing on his face. I can deal with that. But when there's a guy laying there screaming because his legs blown off and it's just shredded, I'm okay with one of those, and then we have to move on. You know, so. Then it happens again, and then it happens again, and then it happens again. So after the fourth one, I'm like, dude, I'm out. This is nasty. And it was it was about these this group of like ten guys that are in this gully and there's mines everywhere. There's these mines that they, they can't see. And you know, they're working on one of the one of the guys, and they're like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. and there's a mine under the guy, and boom, and they blow up again. I'm like, Oh my god, are you freaking kidding me? Helicopter comes in, stirs up the rocks like Alan said. Boom! I was, oh my god, it was awful. It was just, I don't, I don't like the Saw movies because it's just, it's just torture, and that is what this is to me. One thing I did learn about when I was watching this movie is that there are ten million undiscovered Russian mines dumped in Afghanistan. So that country is just screwed forever. Well, did you get that part where they were talking about they weren't really in a minefield? They were in a gully where the mines had washed. Yeah, exactly. They washed into it. Yeah. That's yeah. That was chilling. That was really chilling there. Because so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, that was really, to me, that was a really chilling when they said that. Because it's like, yeah. they could, you know, you can have two mines right next to each other, you exactly. know. And, and that's what was going on. So this movie done right would have been absolutely terrifying but i was just so angry that they would i was just watching guys blow up that i, I just got pissed off and turned it off 
excuse me, like I said, I'm I'm not into the torture stuff, and that's what this was this was for me. It was just I was just waiting for the next person to die. And, and actually nobody died. Well, one guy died, Alan said, but I didn't get that far because after the fourth mine, I was like, I'm out, I'm done. I, I, I just I couldn't watch that shit anymore. But isn't uh, so, that the reality of war? Yeah, I, I'm not saying it, it wasn't real. For realism, this thing gets a 10 out of 10. It was it was perfect. Um, and like I said, this is a good movie. This is not a bad movie in any way. It's just a movie that I couldn't handle because I don't like seeing that happen, you know, and, and understanding the realism of it. Uh, like the movie Patriot's Day, fantastic movie. Well, when that cop is standing over that dead little boy for... Oh. 18 hours. I'm like, oh my, oh my God. It was just awful. It's really hard to get through. And that's kind of what this was for me. This was just, it was too difficult. I mean, I haven't been in that situation where I've been in a minefield, but I can't even imagine what those guys must have gone through. They're all heroes for sure. But I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't deal with it. And I was like, F this, I'm out. And I left. So. Yeah, no, I get that, Rich. I get that because. You know, there's parts where they're screaming and, uh, yeah. you know, some of the wounds and they're trying to in there. And the guys, the, the med, there's like two medics and one's just stressed out, kind of shuts down. Yeah. And then when he had kind of stressed out, shut down and then he had to he had to pull himself out and get on there. And there's a part where he to get to the guys that are wounded. He's got to throw his backpack down. No mind jumps on his backpack, yeah, throws it. No mind. Yeah, in that scene, you're just like, you just know he's going to hit it, you know. So, I, I get that. I get that, you know, because it, it was pretty intense, and there was a lot of screaming, you know, and and nah, I get that. Um, but the upside, I was going to, you know, like I told you before, only, you know, only, but one of the soldiers dies. The other, I think it's three or four that are wounded, that have lost, that lost limbs, they were able to get back active in life one of them even was able to make selection with you know uh sas and be able to become one of the uh first uh i don't want to say disabled but um no, you, that's the good word that's the right yeah, word disabled sas members so and um the other guy a couple guys became skydivers you know so they kept going the guys that got wounded they didn't shut i'm sure they probably shut down at some time in their life but they were able to pick themselves up and and continue. So it did didn't end with everybody dying, you know, and you know, so it kind of showed that they persevered despite all that. It was an intense movie, man. I teared up at the end. Oh, and that's what I mean. And I didn't want to get there. I, I didn't yeah. want I didn't want to tear up and, and I could see that happening after oh yeah. Whoever did the makeup on this was oh my god. Because hamburger, I mean, think about it. Think about actual hamburger, and that's what this this the first guy's depth in the mind. That's what his his leg was. Yeah. His right leg was damaged, but or his left leg was damaged, but his right leg was just gone from like mid shin down, and it's all it, it's hanging like this. It's just oh. And then on top of that, the freaking helicopter comes in and it's blowing dust all over these guys' wounds. It was like oh my god, it was awful. Uh -huh. Extremely well done. The makeup artist was great. The fear factor was, you know, it was 15 out of 10, just sitting there waiting to blow up, you know. And But I just, I couldn't, I had to turn that shit off. 
It was not a bad movie. So not I a think bad it would be safe to say that this movie has a trigger warning. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, mind trigger. You know, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's intense. It's not if it's not all those oh. movies. You, then you go to bed going, hey, yeah. yeah. It really is, and then when it shows you the actor and then the real character, and you're like, you know, you're like, oh, oh, oh I got something in my, you know. So, well, utmost love and respect to all the people who've served because, for sure, yeah, they they give. I mean, especially when you see guys like that who really have sacrificed it all. Yeah, you know. Well, they've got one guy in there. He's wounded, and they keep giving him morphine. You know, and he's just scream and scream and scream. Come find out later it's, that he's uh, allergic. He's uh, allergic to morphine, so it doesn't affect. You know, he's one of those rare people that morphine doesn't do anything to. You. Yeah, so he was in pain for all those hours that were out there, extreme pain. You know, but well, I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I you know, um, no man, no. Like I said, this. This is not a movie to be sorry over. This is a good movie. Everything about this movie it was great, except for my take on it. I just, it was not a movie I, I could I could go through. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, certain movies do that. You know, there's just, yeah. you know, there's movies I can't I can't watch those terrifier movies because too much for me. I've you know? never watched one, and that's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. This to me, there's no need for that. And, and I understand that that you know we live in a, we live in a society who where people just love gore, um, and I don't mind the gore, but to me those terrifier movies, it, like I said, I've never seen one, but it, it looks senseless to me. It looks like senseless, you know, slicing of people, and I, I just I don't need that shit. Did yeah. we watch one? I have no. never seen one. I, we mean, I haven't seen. There was a movie that where Art the Clown starts out in that I oh. think we watched. We watched that one. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see that. You portion. were you were in um, Florida. Oh, maybe that's when yeah. Cecil set in for you. That's right. That's right. Well, I guess his, it was his movie choice. It was Cecil's movie. That's right. That's right. Well, I guess I'll I'll rate this. I'll give this one a five. Nice. Uh, that's just I I really dug this movie. You know, and five I recommend it. Um, but like Rich said, you know, if, if it's really, in, it's really intense and the uh, gore effects are realistic, the fear factors there. So if that, if that's something that really, you know, turns you off from watching, uh, don't watch it, but good acting, good story. Yeah. Badly. Oh, you didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't understand them. No. <laughs> Make sure you have subtitles enabled. <laughs> yeah. Watch it with subtitles, folks. Watch it with subtitles. Although I turned this movie off, um, I feel it would be unfair of me to give this movie anything less than a four. Wow. And I know that doesn't make a lot of sense to people. You know, how could you turn a movie off that was so good? Um, it was because I, I just couldn't handle it. I could not watch these guys just just getting blown up like that. Um, so I will give this movie a four. And honestly, I would recommend this movie if you can handle what everything I just said. If that doesn't bother you, if you don't mind watching that type of thing, or you can just get past it, then that's okay. Go for it. Right on. Right on. Well, there we go. Um, 
Our next movie is Weekend at Dave Batista's Cabin. Let's <laughs> <laughs> knock on the knock on the door. Is it knock on the door at the cabin? Knock on the cabin. Knock at the cabin. Knock at. The, do you want to do this? One? I, I don't even know what I called it. I might have called it Knock on the Cabin Door. Yeah. Would you like to do this one since Hadley no, did this one? Do it. Um, do it. <laughs> so this is a new film. It, I think it just came out the past few months. Yeah, it's on Peacock if you want to watch it. Um, and basically, this is a story of this family of two same-sex partners, these two guys, and their little girl daughter, who is absolutely adorable, by the way. I, I don't know who she yeah. was. But she's so cute. She's about seven or eight. Um, they're in this cabin. They're enjoying themselves, and they're having a little vacation. These four people come in, um, extremely polite, very nice, and they're like, hey, um, the world's going to end, so we're going to capture you guys and tie you up, and one of the three of you has to die, and the other two have to kill that person. Um, so we're going to be sitting back here, and we're going to watch you do that. And we're going to turn on the TV so that you can see that all this, you know, this bad stuff happening. There's going to be these plagues and, you know, the sky is going to fall and, and it's going to be terrible. And, of course, the people that are tied up on the chairs are like, you're fucking crazy, bro. That's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard, which is exactly how I would go. Um, so Dave Patista and Ron Weasley and two people that I didn't know are like, they're these people and they have these weapons and they're standing, they're homemade weapons, which were actually pretty cool looking. And they're kind of hanging out with this group of people they have just tied up. And then all of a sudden they're like, uh, Rupert Grint, who's Ron Weasley, he's like, oh, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. And he gets down on his knees, puts his hood on his head and they kill him. And I'm like, what? What, what is this? And so the reason they killed them is because for every, there's like a length of time, and for every length of time that one of those four, you know, four horsemen of the apocalypse, if you want to go down that route, for every length of time that the other group doesn't kill one of their own, they have to die. Um, so they had these visions. They are from four different parts of the United States. They have these visions, and they all met like on the road on this boardwalk to, to come and talk to these people into, you know, talk people into killing their, one of their loved ones. Dave Batista is, of course, this big, enormous guy. He's got these glasses on. He's like, yeah, I'm a school teacher. I'm a coach and blah, blah. And they're all given their, you know, what they do. And it, it just, it was unbelievably asinine. The whole situation was absurd. Yeah, there's a little fear to it. Um, each one of the people gets killed along the way. And they're saying, you know, you got to kill this person. you got to kill this person. And the other two, the, the, the two dads are like, you know, we're not going to do this. This is absurd. Uh, and then they start watching the TV and this shit's actually happening. You know, you, you're, you're watching this big giant tsunami comes in Hawaii, I think. And then yeah. another one comes in. Um, uh, was it Washington State, Oregon? Yeah. It was in the Northwest. Yeah. And, like, lots of people are getting killed. And they're like, nope, it's not real. You recorded it, blah, blah, which is pretty much what I would do. Uh, and then, you know, more of the, the, the four weirdos die for the same thing. And they keep moving on. 
And then Dave Bautista stands up and he's like, uh, he starts reciting what's going to happen on the television as, you know, a live recording. He's like, this was in my my vision. I got this. And now, now the guys are like, that's kind of weird. It's, I won't tell you what happens or how it ends, but it was, it was weird. This is an M. Night Shyamalan film. Um, and I like, I think, I think I like one of his movies, Signs. I think all the rest of them just kind of suck donkeys. And this is no exception this is not a good film um there wasn't a lot about this that i enjoyed i love dave batista he's he's a great actor and honestly the little girl was adorable she was yeah but um i i guess i'll just kind of leave it there i'll give my rating when we give ratings but i would not recommend this film to anyone ever for any time it's just no badly I have a mixed bag of snark. <laughs> First off, unlike my predecessor, I, I actually do like um, M. Night Shyamalan's books. I mean, his movies. So this wasn't... His books suck. <laughs> Does he even write? But uh, yeah, um, I like his... I, I, I love signs. I like the village. I mean, I like the the lady in the... was Which was the, the one... Lady yeah, the Lady in the Water. I mean, I, I like his stuff, but this one, um, it was just, there were some aspects of it that were just stupid. They're just bad choices. Bad choices. Um, the acting wasn't bad. The acting was good all the way around, but um, it just didn't really make a lot of sense. You know? That was dumb. Yeah, it had to, I mean, and I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm gonna, shoot me if you want. But, I mean, and that was the problem. It's all about the gun. The gun was my biggest problem with this movie. They have a gun for protection. It's locked, unloaded. And the clip, it doesn't even have bullets in it in their car. They did not even get it out. And I get they have a small child, and maybe that was why. But at the same time, why would you have a gun in the cabin in the woods when it's in the trunk of your car? Unloaded. No magazine. Unloaded and locked. Yeah. I mean, there's snakes. I live I live in a place where there's snakes and you know, you might want to shoot the snake if you saw one. And a lot of this problem that they had could have been solved if they had that gun inside the the house with them. Yeah, it would have been over in five minutes and been a much better movie. Yeah. But, um, oh, you want to come in the house? Bang! Nope. I, I like the way that he did the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. It was a, a, I'd never thought about doing something that way, so I like that aspect of it. Um, I like I liked how the actors were very um, afraid. They were afraid. Um, they weren't menacing. They weren't. Well, that one lady was kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> the eyes. She's kind of intense. Her yeah. But um, <clears throat> she wanted to feed everybody. But yeah, so there are some things about it that I did like, but for the most part, um, it was just, it just didn't come together for me. And um, I like the apocalypse, but this was not the version that I, I really like. So, Alan? Oh, I like to call this one Weekend at Dave Batista's House. 
And I don't think I would go to one of his barbecues after watching this thing. I, you know, it, I thought it would be boring. Here's a plus. I thought it would be boring, but it wasn't. It kind of moved fast. It actually moved faster than I thought it would. Uh, I, I thought M. Night Shalman, ding a ding a dong dong. That guy, yeah. That guy. I thought he did a good job as far as moving the movie along. You know, because I thought it'd be like, uh, you know, because he threw enough flash stuff in to keep going. I thought this my opinion on it. But I just, it just, um, I don't know. You know, I. The word is suck. <laughs> I don't think it sucked, though. I mean, it... I, I, I didn't think it was. Awful. It sucked. <laughs> I didn't think it was a horrible film. It was a horrible film. I'm glad I didn't pay to go see it. Yes. Um, I'm glad, glad I didn't pay my $3. Yeah, it's not his best flick either. Um, there wasn't really a, a twist to it either. I mean, because you kind of thought, okay, maybe these people are crazy because they were some of the footage, you know, oh, this is recorded, you know, and kind of put a doubt. And then finding out who Ron Weasley, Ron Weasley really is, you know, you're like, okay, but, you know, are these people crazy? That Well, that oh. right there was the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. Was that little tale. I mean, because there, there, that should have been, I guess, flushed out more. I mean, it just, that, uh, that was the most interesting part of it. That's a good word, though, for this movie, flushed out. Uh, um, I could have flushed this movie. I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. It was a movie. And it moved fast, faster than dragged across concrete. Everything moved fast. I got a snail, a pet. But I like that. that movie. I like that movie. But this one, I don't know. There just was no... I don't know. I there was no payoff. There was no yeah, payoff. Exactly. There was no payoff. It was... You know the ending's like well, okay. You know it. I, it could have used a big twist, I think. You know yeah, exactly like the the village. That yeah. Movie, the village. Big twist at the end. And honestly, I thought it was something like that, but I didn't see that coming in the village. And it was great. You know, it, it was really well done. The rest of the movie sucked, but that twist was pretty good. Well, but you remember? Was just, it was just. Oh, it was awful. Well, you remember how at the beginning there was like this whole they weren't expecting it to be my two dads. Mm -hmm. Uh no, because I saw the commercials and stuff and they 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 pushed that. So I was like, oh guy, I knew it was gonna be my two dads. Well, I don't know, I mean we all did, but I'm saying like oh. Batista didn't know and oh. he seemed to allude to like that that might be a problem. Yeah. And I was like, Well, what's the problem with the two dads? You know, I can't wait for there to be something about that. I mean, like you said, it's just there was there was no twist, there was no nothing. It was just like yeah. at times I wondered if this was based on a play. It's based on a book. There's a book. Cabinet. So he does write. Yeah. Although no, it's Paul Trimbley. He is Paul Trimbley's book. Um, um, so the the thing about the whole point of this is that you have to kill someone you have to sacrifice someone that you love 
in order to save everyone else. Yeah. Um, and I, and I guess when you look at, you know, back at like Noah's Ark and all that stuff, maybe that was the same gig and, and Noah didn't want to sacrifice anybody. So he built a boat with this, uh, whoever's making me choose, you know, to sacrifice someone I love over, you know, earth can kiss my ass the hell with them. And, and this is, I watched this with a friend of mine and I was talking about it at the time and I was like, no, I'll let the goddamn world burn. I'm not killing somebody I love. The hell with that. This world sucks as it is anyway. It's already on fire. Just let, let it go. So, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't understand how you can make that choice. I, I, I don't know. And that's, that's, I guess, why I would not be chosen to make that choice. <laughs> I wouldn't make it. Well, if you, you see know? David East at your door, don't answer it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, the downside is if they don't make the choice, everybody else dies but them. They yeah. live forever in constant darkness. So, yeah. you know what? Well, I got a flashlight. I'm all right. But but I'm going to have to say this. When they said what kind of world would they be leaving when? When was when was mm-hmm. the daughter's name? Yeah. Um, and that's the point is, I mean, that she would, once they died, they if they did not sacrifice now they're jeopardizing her whole longevity because they're not going to live forever i get that actually they were going to live forever that was part of the punishment the guy said you'll you'll cut you'll have cosmic life for the forever and you won't die on this planet everything's going to be dark all the other people are going to be dead uh blah blah so they weren't going to die they were going to stay alive as you know torture and for and penance for not doing what whatever supreme being made this stupid bargain. <laughs> the, it, the the deaths were pretty brutal too, you know? Yes. Yeah. Especially uh, Ron Weasley's. Yeah. Poor, poor Ron Weasley. <laughs> pretty bad. That's spell, buddy. It, I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate this movie. I hated The Happening more than this movie. Have you ever seen The Happening? That's Mark Waters. Marky it's Mark. the rats taking over the world. Yeah, the acting in that was horrible. And this one, the acting was pretty good. Was yeah. Bad. yeah. So I mean, but I wouldn't recommend this movie. I wouldn't. I, it's a movie that Shyamalan made. <laughs> Peacock picked it up, and I watched it with my wife, and we both felt the same way. So. Yeah, it it definitely. Um... Missed the mark. Yeah. And then there's people that love this movie, but mm, mm. no. I don't know why they loved it. <laughs> so it's the part. They, they lost me at the guns. But I mean, at this, but then again, I mean, you have this little girl alone in the woods, and here comes, I mean, of all the people in the world to come up and to make you wish that your child understood stranger danger, here comes Dave Batista. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he seems very pleasant, but I mean, that's kind of pedophile you know? Yeah. Um, so there's just so many, ew, it was just a weird movie. Yeah, I, I agree. And he was, by the way, the Dave Batista character was extremely nice and pleasant. But at the <laughs> same time, I mean, that's not who you want your young child to be talking to alone in the woods, unsupervised. A psychopath vision having murderer? I agree. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they was. What about the poor grasshoppers that were in that uh, jar that didn't have holes in the top? I had holes. I saw. What's in that hole? Oh, yeah. Man. She knew what she was doing. I told you, adorable kid. <laughs> so, rating this movie, uh, I'll give it one for the acting, and I'll give it one for the cute kid, and that's it, because nothing else worked. So, I'm going to give it a two. I liked it more than that. That's okay. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Ooh. It was just kind of eh. It's kind of middle of the road. I'll I'll give it a two. I think this is this and the happening are like two of his worst. Yeah, I didn't enjoy this one. It, it just when it was done, it was done. Yeah. So thumbs down on that. Dave Batista's Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> what else are you guys watching? What are you watching, Alan? I am watching The Night Agent on Netflix. We just finished that. It's Was fun. It good? It's yeah, it's fun. It's a fun. Don't watch it seriously. You know, it's just a secret aid, uh, uh, FBI agent on the run, you know, shady government dealings. It's it, likable characters. So, worth the watch, I think. All right. Keeper Sutherland show, Rabbit Hole, is not yeah. got some weird twist to it. I haven't seen it. Uh, is it out yet? Yeah, it's on Paramount Plus. It's every Sunday. There's two episodes out right now. Okay. He's like Jack Bauer Light. Jack Bauer Light. <laughs> Jack Bauer Light. But it's it's interesting. So I don't know if it's gonna be any good, but it's interesting. What about what? you, Hadley? What are you what are you watching right now? I just finished um Daisy Jones and the Six on Amazon Originals. Um it's kind of inspired by the Fleetwood Mac thing and I enjoyed it. It was okay. I mean it was nothing to write home about, but you know you write home about that? I'm not like write home. <laughs> but so um, and then I started watching Class of two thousand and seven. Never heard of it. What is that? It's on Amazon and it's an Australian I guess like series about the apocalypse that strikes at this girls' school on the weekend of their class reunion, and it's just bloody ridiculous. And so I'm like two, 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 maybe three episodes in, and it's just kind of silly and funny. So um, it's not a serious apocalyptic thing, but it's kind of funny. But I mean, it's all girls, and it's um. You know, you know how bitchy women are together. So, I'm sure y'all know nothing about that. <laughs> how about you, Rich? Well, I just finished Carnival Row. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, a little weird. It's about um, uh, Faye versus humans. It's uh, definitely an attack on racism, but it was it was good. Um, what the heck else did I just watch? I watched something I can't remember. But I've been watching Ted Lasso. Hadley told me about Ted Lasso, and that's a <laughs> that's a great show. It's a sitcom, and I'm not a sitcom guy, and and I love this show. It's actually it's more of like a a half hour a month, a half hour a week drama. I wouldn't. I don't know that I would call it a sitcom, but it, it does have its funny parts. I have laughed out loud several times, so oh, maybe good. you can't call it a sitcom. 
It is funny. It is it some is of the funny. best writing. It's yeah. some of the best I writing. Agree. And some of the one-liners and some of the stuff that Jason Sudeikis stars in this film, in this uh, show. And some of the stuff he says, you got to listen carefully if you'll miss it. And it's just great. And he's got uh, uh, what the bearded guy. What's his name? Coach Beard. He uh, he's also very funny. Uh, everyone in the show is funny. It's it's great, uh, and I highly recommend this show. It's uh, if you haven't watched Ted Lasso, give it a watch. Give it like four episodes, and you'll be hooked. The hooks will be in there. I have to watch it. I'll definitely watch it. I'm looking for something. So. Oh, I tell everyone, I mean, I started watching it. It was recommended to me, and I've got Apple TV on my iPhone, but not on my TV. And I watched one episode. I binge-watched. I could barely see by the end of the weekend that I watched this, but I watched two seasons of it on my cell phone. And it is so good. And then um, I re-watched it, and because with the new season was it has just started so and then um our my wonderful friend put it on his plex i'm not going to name names in case the people are listening but so i've watched it again on plex i've seen it like three or four times now and i love it it is the best show if you like witty fast um smart dialogue this is the thing it's it's just really good. It's positive. So it's something like, I mean, you can watch when you just need something light to watch. Cause some, some of the stuff we watch is really heavy, which I know um, Alan and I, I think both watched mayors of Kingstown. Rich has just started it. So no spoilers, but it's some really heavy stuff. And it's That's hard. It's hard to go from that to something else kind of heavy, you know? So Ted Lasso is a good, good way to break it up. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start watching that stuff. Definitely worth it, Alan. Absolutely worth it. It's just... Definitely. It's, a lot of it's dark British humor, and it's mixed with uh, American dumbassery. And, and some of the one-liners he has, like pop culture references, are, are just... you, you got to pay attention, or, you, or you're going to miss it. So it's it's great. It, it, like He'll just say it in conversation, and you're like, ah, I, I got that. That type of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna really like I said, the night agent's good. It's not anything deep. You'll figure out the conspiracy and everything, you know, but it's just fun gunplay, you know. Uh I think it's worth a watch. It's nothing different than Netflix has put out before, you know what I mean? Any of those type of shows. But it's 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 fun. And the main character is likable. So if you're looking for some action <laughs> on Netflix. The night agent's it. Well, if y'all missed, um, was it Tuesday night? The Wild Women and Weird recorded. If y'all listen to that, if you got nothing else going on, because we had a good time and we had a good talk. But we've talked about that McDonald's conspiracy. Remember when the guy was calling McDonald's and getting, he's pretending to be a cop and he was getting those um, managers to strip search their employees? Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. yeah, he called like 103 different places that are, you know, it's recorded. But, um, yes. He yeah. actually about that. I can't think well, of the name. Well, the one that we focused on was about the girl that sued McDonald's and won. Good. 
but um but she was based i mean it's basically it was like she was raped i mean it was it was really bad what happened to her so don't mean to make light of that but we had a good time y'all should go listen to it if you have some time um finley jones is doing a great job with it and as y'all know crystal michelle has taken over weird murders mysteries and mayhem for me so um show some love to crystal she's got some good shows coming up too always y'all know the blondes books and campfire tales are every other wednesday i think they'll be back this coming wednesday tomorrow night on weird awakenings there's a, a guy that i know by the name of jason lee who's going to be talking about sound healing therapy i don't know if you've ever heard of a sound bath but he does like crystal bowls and he's he's, he's very he's fascinating but he's going to be on um other than that what y'all got going on <laughs> I, I, I did an a interview yesterday, podcast yesterday with D.A. Roberts, and that's floating around somewhere. That was fun. <laughs> Talk movies and books and, and stuff. I mentioned you guys and uh, gave you guys a shout out in there, and that was fun. So if you see it floating around and you got, they go two hours, and I had a good time, but I think our hour show is just right. <laughs> yeah. I love D.A. D.A.'s great. He's good people. Yes, definitely. Good time. I need and, to talk to him sometime about partnering up with us. Yeah. He's yeah. he is a good good guy. And on low balling, we're waiting for Joe's got some health issues. Nothing serious. But we're waiting for him to take care of those so he can get back to grilling people. How about you, Rich? Oh, I just uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, I sent off a story for an anthology. It's the newest Unleashed one from Skywatcher Press. Good. Uh, but I haven't heard anything back yet, so I don't know if they like the story or not. You know who didn't like the story? was This guy. I didn't like it. I wrote it, and I'm like, eh, it's all right. Um, but I've done that before, and people have liked the story, so hopefully they'll, they'll do that. I'm up to 80,000 words on the new uh, Theories book, and I, I, that that vampire tank thing, I, I, it's just kind of sitting there. But I'll get back to it soon. That's about, oh. that's about it. What, I oh. thought I saw like you were in a like won an award for some anthology you were on. What was that? Oh yeah, that was that was the same people. It was a different undead. It was uh, undead unleashed. It was on um, uh, written undead. They do an award thing each year for like four different categories, and we won for best new zombie book, I think. Cool. Yeah, oh, uh, hey, like look, I want to put this in. I'm sorry, Rich, to cut you off, but you're up for Zombie Book of the Month Club. So, anybody a member of that group, yeah. vote for Rich. Yeah, vote for Rich. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. April 2023. Yep. Vote. Your vote counts. I had honestly forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he asked if I had nominated him. I said no. Yeah, it'll say, look on it, and it'll say who added you, I think. Ah. So. Awesome. But good, good. I what voted. You, Hadley, what are you into? Mm. Oh, I did a great interview with um the guys over at We're in the Fall last weekend. I think it's up and floating around. And I think we spent 30 minutes talking about dogs. <laughs> so we had a good time. 
Um, always love spending time with um, Tully and Cecil. They're some of my favorite folks. Yeah, they're great. And, um, so yeah, I did that. I, I've I've got some interviews with the metaphysical Mississippi ladies, and I've actually got another one. I'm on a panel with them where we talked about some some of the March women's stuff. So um, I'll be sure to share that stuff when I see it. But for the most part, I've got a day job now, and so I'm tired a lot. No, no longer fr um, freelancing at home and <laughs> able to do all my weird stuff as much. So, but yeah, I got uh, my book got released um, on the 17th, and it's selling. And I got uh, like some marketing stuff coming up with that. I think in April, so. Y'all might see more of it around, but other than that, I'm just hanging out with you guys on Thursdays is my priority right now. Nice. Right. My birthday's well, Alan, I'm, uh, of the way through Hunt the Night. She's in the oh. cemetery. So. Where are you at? She's in the cemetery. Oh, okay. I don't like that look on your face, man. Well, I like it. It's good. It's very good. <laughs> Honestly, man, I, I think I've given you've got your own goddamn galaxy from all the stars I've given you. So <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. Well, thank you. Yeah, Boa can write. <laughs> you know what? We're the, we're our own worst enemies. <laughs> Honestly, agreed. I guess uh, Hadley's new book, Dawnbreaker came out a couple weeks ago and i uh it, it came yesterday i think it was supposed to come tuesday and it came yesterday so it's it's upstairs and once again meant to, <clears throat> excuse me meant to bring it down here and, and flash it to everybody but i forgot it it's upstairs so maybe next week i'll get both of you nice well guys that's gonna do it for this week so we will see y'all next week but by the way my birthday is coming up remember and we're gonna have yeah. to do a watch party if some people want to participate be sure to leave us a message and let us know we'll see what we can do details will follow that's right good night everybody right, folks stay weird guys <laughs> <laughs>